I knew you was gonna say it. <laughs> Why would you? And I you... knew you was gonna say it just like that. Uh, that's fine. I wonder if we sounded like. I I heard it. It is. If you have an ear for music, you heard the harmony at the same time. Uh, no, the unison. I mean, all right, hey guys. That's not harmony. Don't see. Don't cut me off. Hi guys. Hey guys. It's Walter and Tiki, and we're back. And this is Real, Real Ghost, Ghost Stories. Stories by is it it's true, true ghost, ghost stories, stories by real, real people, people. <laughs> why do you keep saying a different name why do you keep doing it you follow right I don't through know. with me okay so look keeping in the spirit of halloween this month we are going to be telling some scary stories true scary stories that they people have sent so we're going to start with chuck thanks chuck and I say it with so much vigorance because I know so many listeners have stories or even heard stories. All I'm asking is just a little bit. Shout out to the shout out to the ones who did leave us messages. Yeah, and when I it, it was amazing. Even if you think, even if you think that um. I believe they think we're going to say something if it's too small, too big. No. We're not like most people who want to discredit you whenever you say something happened or if you say you believe this happened, this is haunted, that's haunted. It's no... Mm. Why are you looking at me like that? Because you know it. <laughs> you can't... Don't speak for both of us. <laughs> I do... Um. But I can't really because I told you I have all the things I believe in. Wow. So I don't give a fuck if you thought you saw something for real, for real. You saw it. I'm that guy. Right. You know, because I don't play that with you while you're talking about I'm tripping. No, you saw it. Your eyes work. Okay, so this right here is Chuck. Okay, let's get the Chuck story. All right. The little boy. Not a story, but true experience. Recently got a new job. I'm a nurse. While working one night, I kept feeling as if there was someone following me. As I made my rounds, you know that goosebumps and hair on the back of your neck thing? So we, my aide and I, were folding towels, and I looked over my shoulder, and there stood a small boy, a cute brown-haired boy with short pants. I said, did you see him? What? Said the aide, that little boy, I replied. Oh, no, she said. Don't tell me you just saw him. Of course I saw something I thought was a small boy. Well, she proceeded to tell me of the little boy that has been seen around the facility late at night. Sometimes you could, hear, you could even hear him call out, Help, please help me. But he never shows himself so soon <clears throat> to new employees. Well, he followed me around most of, the t- most of the night until I just got tired of his games and told him to leave me alone. It has been said he is the son of one of the residents who passed away when he was quite young and he was waiting for his mother to pass over. Oh, I really never believed in ghosts, you know the type. Oh, sure, there are ghosts if you say so. But now I believe this ghost is at Country Meadows of South Hills, number one, near Washington, PA. 
there is the other building, an Indian who wanders the halls when a resident is about to pass over, maybe waiting to take them to the other side. That's too much. <clears throat> it's all too much. I just too much. It's, I just, I, I, I would never be comfortable. It's a little boy. I, no, I would be comfortable with the little all boy. throughout the day shift. But, like, you know me, I'm going to see something. And I'm not working like. I'm yeah, sorry. like, I would know instantly but anyway. No, it's, it's a, he followed her all, him all throughout the day. But you can't say that. <laughs> I was about to say I would know instantly that something was in there. But I get that feeling as soon as I walk in any hospital because you know somebody's died in there. So you can't really say it's something here. Yeah, you like, you, like you really got hospital. the power because it is something so, there. It, it, I don't care what hospital you in because, like, even when we was at AI Hospital. You feel it. It, it was not it was like even walking down the hall going to the recreation room yeah it wasn't like scary but it was a feeling as if you were being watched yeah. and not by the security cameras it something was like over something your shoulder. over your shoulder and you or ever, and not just over my ever, shoulder did you ever once in a while glance back oh my god tell me <laughs> no i can't get into that that would be a sidetrack and it would be unnecessary but them Amish got me that night, child. I almost jumped out that fucking seat. What happened? The Amish was I, here. You know how they used to wander that hospital. Uh-huh. Okay, backstory for the listeners. My little brother was in the hospital, and at the hospital, they allowed family members to stay. So we all were at the hospital waiting for him to recuperate. And they had he this recreation room there where the months. computer was. Yeah. And I would always be in the recreation room. So I'm in there like late at night. It's like 3, 4 in the morning. And... I had walked off to go use the bathroom. Or no, I don't think I had moved. I was immersed in what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And as I'm writing on the computer, I look up. And you know how the doors is right in front of you. I look up and two Amish people are standing there. A man and a wife. <laughs> Do you know how bad I was thinking to myself? Am I seeing? <laughs> Please tell me these people is real. Because they was as solid as you and me. Of course, they were real. Because they went on to do their to wash their clothes and they were getting coffee and stuff. First of all, let the listeners know that when you're in the recreational room and at night, when the hospital is closed down, it's dim. It's very dim in there. And it's empty. So it's not like it was like pitch like it was light in there. You don't even hear air conditioning. It is, but it'd be blowing. It'd be so yeah. And And it has couches in there, so you could just relax and drink coffee. It's everything, but it's real dim. It's not lit as it would be if it was in the daytime. So when you're at the computers, the Computers is like off into the distance a little bit, and there that space back there is really dim. So the only lights you see is from the computer. So when you do look up, and all you see in the dim light is two shadow people. No, looking, like were, two. Amish, I could see them well, clear no, as day. Amish they was people. Amish. Yeah, what I'm but saying. But the fact that they were looking at me because I think the fact that I was in there that surprised them. So they froze in that position that ghosts freeze in <laughs> when they stare at you. Yeah. And I just stared back <laughs> like a deer caught in the headlights. Wow. I did. I could not break eye contact with them until they did, and then they walked off, and I breathed a sigh of relief <laughs> because I thought they were dead people. Wow. And, and that's no shade to the Amish. They just frightened me. It was a bad moment <laughs> to, to walk up on somebody and be Amish. You know, there's certain times you don't catch people like that. Like I would have felt the same way if I had looked up and had just been a gray-haired lady. Oh. I would have probably fell out of that seat. A no. little child just standing there. I would have felt the same now, you way. You know, if it was a child, you'd have felt the same way. Yeah. Ain't no child supposed to be down there without their parents. It's just certain <laughs> energy you don't have when you surprise somebody. 
that was oh. frightening. Go Ooh. ahead. You got another story from? Yeah, I got a story on my own. While you was like, you had me engraved in AI hospital. I ain't never tell you this because I didn't think that I needed to because I thought I was tripping. Here we go. <laughs> but when um, my son was in the hospital, like he said, we stayed there for like months. We lived there basically. And I was taking, um, you know how early in the morning I got to take Premier to catch the bus. Yeah. She would go to school from there. Yeah. Yeah, take her downstairs. Yeah, take her downstairs so she could catch her bus to her school. So that was hot. They basically Uber her to school. I loved it. I loved it. Anyway, so I'm taking her down. So we go down the hall. You know the hall. Then we get on the elevator. Okay. And you know how you can see everything. You can see like the the. You know how the elevator was glass. Yeah. So you while you going down, you can see everything. Yeah. So. I'm looking down there at the at the um security desk. Right. You know how it's two security that's always sitting there at the security desk? Always. Always. So I'm going down there and I'm look I mean, I'm just standing on the elevator with Premier and I'm just looking at him. So mind you, I get off the elevator with Premier and you know when you get off you right there. Yeah. I go to the go <clears throat> down to take her out the double doors but I'm I just happen to look over there and I don't see no security and they, they were just there and they were just there now you know it, it's too quick because everything is open and, and as spacious as all of that is wherever they had went wherever they went in that space you would have been able to see them because it's all yeah, open yeah they couldn't have went back there because you'd have seen them back there yeah, they couldn't have went over all to open. the right because that's the other window so that's blocked so, so I you don't can't, know what that was so then okay I'm just taking it. Okay, maybe they went to the cafeteria. Maybe they had to, you know, because you know Yeah, me. they could have maybe ran. So trying to tell I, yourself some nonsensical <laughs> bullshit that you know don't make no sense. They could have, you know, white lighted out of there. Maybe they twinkled and appeared from one place to the next. So you always trying to be funny. In the space of, what, is, two so seconds that it took you to get around that corner, they went from being there to not being there, but you're tripping. Okay. I am. So I, I take her... And we wait outside. So, mind you, I keep glancing back. Because I'm, I'm just wondering, why, where the security? Like, this early in the morning, so I'm thinking, they must be, be getting some coffee or something. Right. But it's not, you, it's not normal. So, that's what really had me keep looking back. Because it was really, I couldn't even say it was really, you, it was, nobody was there. Now that I think about it, because the security wasn't there. And you know that piano over there, the, yeah. I, the gift shop was closed. The only thing I believe was open was the little restaurant, that little, that high restaurant yeah. that sit right there before the cafeteria where they sell coffee, out. espressos, and all them little sandwiches. Yeah. They were, but I didn't see them, but it was lit back there. So when I, the bus finally come, so I go back up to go back on the elevator. I get back on the elevator and no sooner do I look down do I see the two security guards sitting there. And I'm thinking, I'm sleepy. When I'm you got tired. back on it and started going when up? I got back on it. Now, mind you, you know the two elevators when you're on the bottom floor, the two elevators face the security guards. Yeah. So when you get on it, the only thing that you will see that they will have, they wouldn't have time to do anything because it's only up another flight 
or two, another floor or two, right? It's two floors. The third floor, which floor was floor. he on? Yeah, so it was, I, I go two floors up. But it's glass. No, you know that part's not glass. The part when the, that's in the front. Oh, as soon as you get off the elevator. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. And then yeah. you get on the other one, that's glass. When you can see that one. Yeah. That's the one I was on. And I don't see nobody. No. No, I got you confused. It's not glass. It's the stairway. And the glass is on the stairway. You, I know what you're talking about. As soon as you come out of the elevator, you can see down no, into the atrium. No, it's not an elevator. I got you messed up. Remember, he's on the third floor. Okay. Come out the third floor. You know that man is sitting right at that desk. Yeah. He got to buzz you in that door. Yeah. Once he buzz you in that door and out the door, you open the door and it's a whole set of steps. But it's that glass, so you can look down. But the but the um, the glass, and like it's you. Oh my God, what's wrong with you? It's just the glass. I never took no stairs. Yes, you down. have. That's the only way in. No, I it's took glass. the elevator up and the elevator down. You did, but you have to go around that area. It's like around. I know what you're talking about. It's a glass wall that goes. If, if the glass wall wasn't there and you peeked over that edge, you'd go down into the atrium. Yeah, you fall. I know what you're talking about. That's what I'm about. talking about. So when you on them two elevator doors that sit right there, once yeah. you around that that glass, yeah, those elevators shut. I know. You don't see. So, okay, so you're saying you they weren't there. You got back on the elevator to go back upstairs because she was on the bus. You opened it, went out, looked over the glass, and they were there again. Yes. and it's, They don't have the time to... to, to where are you running from? Where are you popping up from like you're a magician? Like that's it's what under- I'm trying to tell you. I believe AI got some things going on because it was... And it was plenty of times... I ain't say nothing about that I was in the bathroom. That bathroom got me. That bathroom, yes. I it, used it, to wake up and y'all would all be asleep and my eyes would just be trained on the crack in the door. And I would not, and I wouldn't move. I just lay there, and I couldn't see anything, cause I told you I can't do that anymore. But what in the fuck would I just wake up for, out of a dead sleep, as if the like, you know, how when the top hat man come and you wake up out of a dead sleep, mm-hmm. you be alert. Mm-hmm. I would wake up that alert, and my eyes would already be trained on that door, and I would just stand, stare at it for like maybe ten, fifteen minutes until I got drowsy again and fell asleep. And premiere would wake up out of her sleep and shut the door. Yo, I remember Premier was crying one night. I said, what are you making a noise for? For you wake everybody up in the hospital. She was like, shut the door. <clears throat> and I was like, what door? She was like, the bathroom. And I was like, ain't nothing in that bathroom. And she was like, no, just shut the door. So I shut the door, went to sleep. She then got over there next to me. And I'm like, what is going on? She kept on saying it was something in that bathroom. She did not like that bathroom. Yeah. Like, any time that she would take a bath, a shower at night, I would have to go in there with her. Remember, I, I had to stand it. at the door. I never felt nothing in there. Never. Never once. But I never tried to discredit her. You know what I'm saying? I felt it was something in that bathroom. I never felt it. It was something in that bathroom. I didn't like the door being open either. You never said that because when I asked you, you was like, ain't nothing wrong with Like, stop. Don't well, do I look that. like that type. Yes, you did not agree with her. Well, it was something in there. But I'm not going to open my fucking dumb mouth and influence her and say, yeah, it's something in there. So next thing you know, her psychic energy has increased. Yum, yum, yum time for the spirit. Now her freaking out has caused me to freak out. Now it's just a frenzy. No, now I can't (laughs) even go to the recreation room by myself because it has followed me from that room and activated the spirits that are in that room. No! 
It's nothing here like my grandmother taught me. Mm. <laughs> okay? Well. Sometimes it's best to lie. Well, it was something in there. It was something in the recreation room. Whatever was in the re- recreation room was just watchful. Yeah, and it never gave you. A, it didn't it, flicker lights. It didn't do any of that. I, in fact, I was relaxed. I was turning it out in there. Just right, 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 right. It was just like one of them old the ladies that was in there. Like I never felt nothing in the room. I think it was one of the you know the women that be in there during the day, mm-hmm. the secretaries that be in there. Mm-hmm. And they watch it till like six, seven, and then they go home. They just volunteers. Mm-hmm. I feel like it was one of them that had passed. Cause that's the energy Why you I got. That? That's the energy. That's the energy I felt. Like it didn't follow me all over, but as wherever, like from that section where the women sit, mm-hmm. it was like I could feel a, a energy there. Mm-hmm. And like, if I would go to the back to get coffee, mm-hmm. as I'm coming back out, my eyes would immediately go to the chair. That the women be sitting in during the day when they there. Yeah, like mine would do that too. Mm-hmm. No, but you know where else mine would like if if I first walk in to the rec room, my first glance is over there to like where the box was near that washing machine. Yeah, where the things they yeah. give you hats and the free toys they gave away. Mm-hmm. It would just go directly over there, like, and I will always go check the laundry room. I didn't get anything from the atrium, like, because, you know, that's all really new. Mm-hmm. That cafeteria and all, how big it is and spacious. Mm-hmm. It's when you start, when you go downstairs and say you don't go to the cafeteria, you go back and you start heading back to the old AI. The AI from when I was a little boy, when nobody was staying there like that. You know how some of it is still the old part. Where? You come... Down the elevators, right? Yeah. And instead of going this way where you would go out and you go past the piano, you turn this way and you go down that hall. That takes you back to the old part of AI, the original part that was there when I was little, when me and Talia used to go to AI. The bottom? Like... You know how you get back to the the second entrance up like near emergency? Walk, when you walk in straight... Down the bottom hall. Yeah. And you can go straight to like where the doctors and all yeah. that. Office. Yeah, I know the, I know what you're The saying. old part of AI. The <laughs> old bathrooms. I didn't like any of it, really. But I never got a creepy feeling, so it didn't really bother me. It wasn't it wasn't night. like scary. It was, it was just something just there. Like you being watched. Yeah. But you know what hospital that does creep me out on the low and it is not it is it is Saint Francis. Uh, of course. Saint Francis bathrooms creep me out because everything about Saint Francis simply because y'all was nuns. Yeah, but it's not even about nuns for me. And then you have the pictures of the nuns. <laughs> and the and the pre like the fathers that was at that at that what was once a church. No, I'm fine, thank you. Just walking down the hall makes you feel like just even when you're being pushed. And I be looking even at the nurses late you. night when they work in there. I be feeling so bad for them. Like I, come up out of this oppression because <laughs> it's just a muggy atmosphere in St. <laughs> Francis. It just feels down. Like you go into Christianity, you feel like somebody in here is sad, but. Now, where's the computer room? Going. Where's the cafeteria? You want nice. to travel around because yes. it pulls you in. It's a hospital, but you it's not there, It's not giving you hospital I vibes. Love it. Pickles at night. AI didn't even give me hospital vibes. It just was, they tried to make it as cheerful as possible, and it worked. Yeah, but like, you, you go into St. Francis, Francis, and it's just, I feel like, what are you here for? <laughs> like, that's, like, it's a nun that meets you at the door and asks you. <laughs> 
like, state your business, <laughs> and you just from the time you go in to the time you leave. Like when like, you had Makai, and we used to come visit you, and you was recuperating after dropping your baby. Wow. I was thinking, my God, how is she sleeping here? It got to be the pain. Because there's no way Walter could sleep in St. Francis. You got me messed up. You got me messed up. I left. But and you I had you didn't Christiana. stay. You didn't leave that very night. I, I had Chris. I had Makai Christiana. Cause remember they took him from Christiana to AI. I left um, St. Francis because they wouldn't let me get my tubes tied. Remember? So then the, that wasn't oh, when that you was stayed there. Premier. When did that you stay in St. Francis? That was with with, with Talia. No, it was a time when I can recall. Because we came to see you. Because Premier Makai was born at Christiana Hospital. So I'm telling you, it was Premier. It was to live. Makai was born at St. Francis, Mommy. Yeah. So that's when it was. No, when Makai was born. No, he wasn't. It was. So Makai was born at St. Francis. No, he wasn't. What? I swear to God, you'll push X on this show right now. Don't do that. Because I'm not moving on from it. Makai You're not playing with my memory. That was the hospital that she took you to. It was the closest one. You went in there, had Makai. It was maybe a day or two later that you left because he they took him to AI. And you no longer wanted to stay there. You stayed at St. Francis. And you slept right through it. Where's St. Francis at? <laughs> huh? I don't know. I didn't sleep through no St. Francis. Yes, no you baby. did. You slept right through I ain't sleeping no 10 you, pound You was baby. in St. Francis for two days. And mind you guys, I had a 10 pound baby, so I know I ain't sleep right through nothing. It don't matter when we came in there to see you after you had Makai in the two days that you was recuperating. Hold on, where's St. Francis at? Straight up. St. Francis is on West Side? Yeah. Up the street from where yes. Monty... Oh, then I did. That's the one I walked right on through. They creep. It creeps me out. What, what hospital were you talking about then when you were agreeing with me? Delaware. What? For some reason, I be getting Wilmington and St. Francis Hospital mixed up. That's why I'm thinking I ain't have him at no um. St. Oh, you Francis. talking about Wilmington Hospital? Yeah. No, Wilmington Hospital also pulls me in. Yes, I don't. It says come in and just relax. <laughs> Wilmington, the memories at Wilmington Hospital is me being sick, like and you know when they had you out there in the waiting room. I just remember sleeping till somebody called my name. I ain't we never really had no got bad vibe. All off the subject. No, that's on subject because you tried to play me. With the hospital? Yeah, you tried to make it seem like it wasn't what it was. You stayed the night there and I couldn't have. I you left. ain't get no vibes. I left. You I probably know. didn't because you was in so much pain. When I ha- Oh, you talking about when I had him. You remember when you first had him and then it took you two days and then you was back up on your feet and yeah, you was I ready to leave. leave. That's, that's when you left. That was the Holy Spirit. And they Spirit. told you not no, to. No, yes, because that was the Holy Spirit. Was it? Or yes. was it your maternal instinct <laughs> kicking in telling you my child's been taken to a different hospital <laughs> and I'm allowed to go to that hospital, therefore that's what I'll do and no. live with him in the NICU there. No, because that's not the story. That's not the story. The story is... It's the story. I was there and my memory works. No, the story is... The Lord blessed me to get out of that situation because he knew I couldn't be in there. I'm not saying maybe he didn't open some doors. No, I'm saying. But I'm saying no, I don't I'm think saying, it was the Holy yes, Spirit that he, led you out of he, that hospital as much as it nothing. was biological he, instinct. You, you, he knew I couldn't take nothing because he knew that boy would have went to a whole different hospital than a. You know what, guys? Depression. She's off topic, and we no, can't. Ar- you can't what? argue those type of points with her. She. Is a a, no, a a flat earther. I would have so. went into a deep depression, <sighs> and then once my deep Can't depression would have set in, 
Mm. I would have been sad. Mm-hmm. And therefore, that gives all those nuns and whatever ghostly, creepy don't, things. Don't bring it back around. <laughs> don't I, try that's to... what I was trying to get to before you cut me off. No. You know when a person is sad, that brings on type of stuff? Either way, two days later, you were out. Exactly. It said you ain't got time. Get up now. So, you didn't <laughs> feel nothing? I can't say because I was in pain. <laughs> that was the point I was just originally trying to make. But I believe it's haunted. I can feel it. And well, it's nuns. You really off topic talking. It's nuns. Can we move on finally? We're going to we, move on to the Guyanese haunting or Guyanese. What is it? Whatever it is. Where's this story coming from? Uh, Amanda. My name is Amanda. And the story I have to tell you concerns myself as a newborn infant. And my parents when we were living in uh, Guyana, South America. In 1962, my parents had been married for two years before I was conceived. And in a late pregnancy, my mother was approached in her shop. Oh, wait a minute. She's not. She said I was conceived. Oh, and in a late pregnancy, my mother was approached in her shop by a woman who had heard that my parents were looking for an apartment. Excuse me, which would have been their first home together as. Hold on. Let me stop you. She was where, and she found her where? So you're doing too much. Okay, they in, they, they in Guyana, South America. Uh-huh. And this is 1962. Uh-huh. And her parents been married for two years before she was conceived. Mm-hmm. Okay, so parents... Blah. So, late in the pregnancy. Right. I guess late in her, probably about eight, nine, seven. She was seven. I, eight I got all that. In. I was trying to get to the. Okay, was, she was approached in her shop by a woman who who had heard that my parents were looking for an apartment. Oh, okay. At first, I thought it said she was just approached by a woman who had heard. I didn't know her mom owned the shop. That was the part that was missing in my head because I was about to say, "Bitch, don't just approach me on the street. How do you even know I'm looking for a place?" That's, you can't trust everybody. You gotta go off your vibes. Don't walk up on me in my place of business to talk about. A house I heard, unless you're a realtor. <laughs> Not no regular person on the street. Don't do that. Okay. So, so that, was a been their fir- <clears throat> that would have been their first home together. Mm-hmm. As they were living with my grandmother at the time. Obviously, my parents were delighted, especially when they discovered that it was so near the shop and the rent was cheap. See. The woman and her family lived on the ground floor and rented the top floor of the house to my parents. Everything was fine until just after I was born. It was then that strange things started to happen, slowly at first, in a way that made my mother think, wait a minute, okay, that she was overtired from having a newborn and that she must have imagined turning off the tap, only to find it's still on. Lights that she, she, I don't know how she's spelling it, lights that she was sure she turned off mysteriously switched themselves on again. Both my parents were very level-headed and ignored these happenings until they reached a point that they could not ignore them anymore. The first thing that really scared them was the lights going on in their bedroom in the middle of the night when they were in bed. Then my father heard footsteps on the narrow staircase leading to the ground floor outside their room, outside their room and waited for someone. I don't, she's like skipping. I don't know. It's like she's jumping. So wait. So they were basically outside the room and they waited for someone to knock or enter their room, but no one did. When he went to look, there was no one there. 
He tried to dismiss this by blaming it on to my mother's mischievous brother who always denied playing a such playing such a prank and still does. However, events took a sinister sinister turn which made all the other incidents up to that point fall into place. Things had reached an almost unbearable level of disturbance. What she said what with but she meant to say with what? I don't know. With the lights and the incessant crying, I never seem to settle in that house. Uh, she just jumps from one. I don't. Although when I was, I, she just took me all over the place, man. I think because the way she's she's jumping like it's. I'm gonna just jump just, to this. When one night, yeah. When one night, okay, which turned out to be the very last. My parents would stay in the house. Something awful happened. I woke at about midnight or thereabouts for a feed and both my parents were awake. That's it? <laughs> no. See, that's what I'll be no, talking right about. No, right here. I woke at about midnight or thereabouts for a feed and both my parents were awake. My father watching my mother feeding me. As my mother looked at me while feeding the screamed and she screamed in absolute horror and then fell back on the bed in a faint, dropping me on the bed. My father in shock picked me up, but thought I was dead. He said I was deathly. He said I was deathly pale, and my eyes had rolled right back, right back into my head, so he could only see the whites of my eyes. My head was bent back at such an angle, he thought somehow my neck looked broken. Not knowing what to do for his new infant, he tried to revive my mother, who quickly came around. As he did, so they both heard me gasp and scream. The color came back to my cheeks, and I appeared unhurt but shocked in distress. My mother, sobbing incoherently, managed to tell my father that she was not staying another night in the house, and they both left immediately, leaving clothes and possessions to go to my grandmother's house. That's when you get one of them houses that everything is still there. Yeah. That's when you just bolt the hell out. When you get that type of house, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, you walk in and you know, okay. Because people don't just leave their belongings. Leave their belongings like that. I never understood how somebody could be like, oh, look, and they left and this I'll here. And I'll go through them they fucking be so belongings. Cheery. I'll go smack through them belongings. And in the process of going through them belongings, that'll take away from the fear of the haunted house. Because I love going through people's stuff. I do too. Like treasures. <laughs> when it's new yeah, stuff but you're not doing that because A when you first walk into a house and you go into the kitchen these people be really leaving their food their everything on the table like everything's still cooking is silver just, somewhere like no I'm not doing that I'm getting out of there now I don't want nothing fine chinas stuff. you can say all that you get I'm that taking stuff, it and you get that stuff and you bring it back no, I'm not bringing it. it it's not going to me it's going to the pawn food. shop exactly huh that's his fool's gold I just wanted the cash Something's wrong with you. Okay, you turn down a house full of things that don't belong to you, and you, you just <laughs> bought a house full of extra stuff, so you got more bang for your buck, and you're ungrateful. <laughs> Not me. I'm taking all that stuff. And then when I see that the house is on it, it's going up for sale. And as much as I wouldn't want nobody to do it to me, ain't nothing wrong with this house. This house ain't haunted. Wow. <laughs> okay? You won't Get on in here. Huh? Sign this lease. <laughs> So look, so this is as if that was not bad enough. It was some months later when talking to someone who knew the family who rented my parents the house. 
that they were told that the India family had a male relative who lived on the top floor of the house and who had committed suicide by hanging himself. They had found it difficult to rent the top floor to anyone who knew them. And so my parents think that this is why the woman approached them. Reading my own story sounds fantastic, even to me. However, for anyone reading this, I have related the details as I recall my mother and father and grandmother reminiscing together while I listened, unobserved by them, for they would never tell me directly as I think they did not want to frighten me because I was so directly involved. I Thanks believe it. Yo, I would have pounded down them stairs. Yo, did you hear that? That right there. So you that can't. Right I told you. To that woman. Why would you I'm ask me in woman. the middle of the day? I knew me. it was something fishy. She didn't even know me, and you just did that because everybody else knew the story. How did you and even you hear gonna, that I was looking for a place? You gonna come to me? Oh no, we gonna have a whole bit. To, you gonna get my money back for the whole time that I was there? Or I'm, I can drag you somewhere secluded and beat my money out of you. <laughs> I prefer that option for well. you playing me. You knew damn well what was up there in that second floor house. And <laughs> still you sold it to me. So I need my money back and also retribution. <laughs> and the monetary gain is not enough. Sure, my money back in my pocket is a delight. But punching you in your mouth would make me feel better for my pain and suffering. <laughs> because that's what that is. You know, eventually you don't want to like, like say, you know how when you in a like how you see sometimes when people be, move into a haunted house and you'll find that they they family like when it's happening to the whole family, the family will find somewhere to congregate, like be it downstairs in the living room in one bedroom, mm-hmm. like the fact that causes trauma to you why are you all in one bedroom Huddles, yeah that in your home in your home where you supposed to and i'm safe. giving you my rent money every month <laughs> no i need two teeth and my money back <laughs> and i feel just fine and it could be your back teeth it don't got to be the ones that show wow i'll take the, the 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 far two back ones on the right side and we can move on can you stop call peace peace <laughs> next so, look, this is my first ghost. No, but, I wanted to read my anonymous one. No, wait. This, don't do that, because you already, like, don't do that. Now, this event started it all for me. Ever since they, ever since then, I knew what we call ghosts are real. About 1966, I discovered that there were books on the subjects and have been studying ghosts and paranormal fe- phenom ever since. I'm also a scientist and inventor. So my approach to understanding the the phenom is somewhat unique. I believe that ghosts are as of yet... Keep reading, I'm sorry. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, so you do know. And that's how they're saying it. Yeah, that's how they're saying it. That's too much. I I couldn't take it. Phenom. (laughs) Mm -mm, I wouldn't be able to take it. Well, look. How the universe actually functions, the study of them, but you a scientist. Them could lead to new technologies, such as time travel and travel between parallel worlds. About 1954, when I was about six years old, my family was stationed in the UK. 54. Mm-hmm. 1954. And he was six. He was six. So, his family was stationed in the UK. My father was in the Air Force. We were living in a rented house on the outskirts of Huntington. I think that's the way it is spelled. Okay, Huntington. 
This house was a two-story thatched roof farmhouse. It was said then to have been 360 years old. Woo! One feature of this house was a long, low-ceiling living room with a large beam down its center. The electric light constant... Oh, my God. Of a light bulb and a lampshade that hung downwards from the beam from about two feet of wire. I don't like the way that sounds. The dining room opened up into the living room and a dimmer switch near the door controlled the light. As far as ghosts were concerned, I didn't really consider them, despite the environment. At my age, I was frightened of monsters and then only in my bedroom. One night, our neighbor lady from across the street, Miss Mary, came. She came over to help my mother cook dinner in the kitchen. I was bored, so I began to play with the living room light switch. I turned the light rapidly on and off, off and on. Suddenly, a grayish form appeared under the lamp. Actually, its head was in the lamp shade. No kidding. What's that? <laughs> what passed for arms and legs, tubes that seemed to terminate its points could been seen f- falling about with rapid wave-like motions. The lampshade was jumping up and down as the form thrashed about. Quickly, I turned the light back on and the ghost disappeared. I walked rather rapidly to the kitchen and stood behind a cabinet against the far wall. My mother looked kind of angrily at me and asked, What's the matter with you? I think I saw a ghost, I replied. Miss Mary threw up her hands and shouted, Oh, he did. He did. I led them both into the living room and told them how it disappeared. When I turned on the light, when I described it, my mother put her hand up to her mouth and said in a low voice, God, he saw the same thing I saw. Mm. Years later, I learned that she had been playing with my little sister in the living room when all of a sudden she saw the lampshade on the light flip up. What in the world, she thought, the lampshade flipped up one mo- once more, and then she saw the gray thrashing form beneath it. She picked up my baby sister and left the room. She did not tell anyone about seeing it until my experience. She said that she, said that she was afraid to tell my father because before she had been teasing him about his feelings that there were ghosts in the house. My father had been a believer, but he did not see this ghost. This event also was the explanation for an odd question a former tenant asked my parents a few months before. Have you noticed anything funny in the living room? When my parents said that they did not understand, she sort of dropped the question and said, oh, never mind. It is from this event that I know that ghosts exist. At least three people saw the same thing. I also know that ghosts are an external rather than mental or telepathic phenomenon as it moved the physical lampshade. There was no chance of trickery or illusion. It was in my home. It was perfectly obvious what it was, a ghost, the real thing. This event prompted me to begin studying ghosts. About 1966, when I began finding books on this subject, that's what he said at the beginning, as I have a scientific mind and now... I'm a scientist. Again, he has stated that. <laughs> he has stated that twice. He want everybody to know that he is a scientist. What just happened? That he is... Oh, my fault, my fault, my fault. <clears throat> so, it has become important to me to figure out just what ghosts are. Sure, I know what I saw was not typical of a ghost reports, but I saw what I saw as did other people. 
I believe that it was the best sighting that anyone could have, as it could not have been a hoax, as it affected physical matter, good clue to its substance nature. I have often wondered why the ghost was there with its head in the lampshade. One clue was that there was an old large iron hook driven into the beam just above the light. My mother always jokingly referred to it as the meat hook. I think someone might have been hung or hung themselves there for many years ago. That would explain the failing about and its proximity to the light, which was more recent addition to the house. I have also finally found a picture of a ghost that closely resembles what I saw. It is in the Anderson Cemetery in the ghost web, I guess. Okay, so he's telling you. Being that the ghost I saw might have been several vortexes, it would explain why the arms and legs terminated in points anyway. Anyway. Mm. Anyway, they seem to whip about in a kind of floppy motion. That man, he took me all over. <clears throat> what do you think? I didn't like it as a story as a whole. No, I'm saying... I don't. I mean, it just. Three, I couldn't tell you what it was. Three people saw that. I believe it. It just didn't. It just didn't catch me. Nah, he was like, saying that's what he. That's what he started to believe in him. It probably was frightening if it's happening to you, but it didn't really scare me. So what you want? Cause I can go on. Cause you said this next one is the Grim Reaper. Can I read my uh, anonymous anonymous first? Go ahead. Okay. When I was about five, I had an encounter that shook me up. Mm. I woke up out of a sound sleep because of a sound in the living room. I wandered down the hallway and stood to the, and stood at the opening to the living room. It had an iron fence with an opening. As I stood there trying to figure out what I heard, I saw the following. A cloudy object started to form in front of me about four feet. I remember at the time I felt a strange chill. I wasn't cold, but I wasn't warm either. I can't really describe it. It slowly began to take on human features. It was a man of Spanish descent with a mustache and a small beard. Mm. He had a metal hat, metal chest plate, and funny-looking shorts. That's how I described them at the time. He was also wearing boots, or what looked like boots. I was not quite sure. I stared at him, and he had a real mean look in his eyes. As I watched, I did not move. He drew his sword from his left hip with his right hand and came toward me. I remember screaming very loudly. The man stopped, and I ran down the hallway and into my room, screaming. I remember squeezing myself between my bed and the dresser and shrinking down into a tight ball. That's That's, that's fear. Mm -hmm. That's where my father found me. I explained what I saw, and he looked through the house, came back, and said there was no one there. Both my parents thought I was dreaming. I know I wasn't dreaming. Fair. I later saw a picture of something similar to the man. Saw the thing I saw later being about four or five years. Four or five years later, when I was studying early California history, it was a conquist a conquistador. I also used to see what I called shadows. Really odd, they had features and shapes, but they were gray or black. They were men and women and children. But since we don't live in that house anymore, I don't see them that much. 
I know that sounds crazy, and everyone I ever told this to says, yeah, right, but I know what I saw, and every now and again, still see. See? I hope I haven't wasted your time. No, of course you not. No, you have not wasted our time. I like, I, I don't like when people try to discredit somebody. Uh, yeah, right. Just because you don't see it don't mean they didn't see it. I have fought people over telling me <coughs> that, <laughs> over giving me that. Don't, don't tell me, yeah, right, because I ain't have to sit here and discuss nothing with you. I don't like what, yeah, like you make you feel like you crazy. And like then that. it'll turn into something. I'll become very aggressive really quick. Don't don't try to call me no liar. I ain't time to play these type of games. <laughs> Come on. Try to embarrass me, make me feel like I'm crazy. Don't Especially if I'm in front of a group of people. Yeah. Don't do that. Because you be so desperate. I don't know who this is from either. I'm not sure this wasn't a lucid childhood dream. It could have been. Mm. <laughs> okay. Yeah, or a real experience. Exactly. You see, I'm the only one in my family who remembers the thing. Mm. My grandparents live out in a rural part of Mississippi. That's Down the problem. south, Mississippi. When I was young, my parents liked to get rid of me and my brother by sending us to our grandparents. So what, there was this one night we were at my grandparents' place, and they were having guests over for dinner. We were all on the edge waiting for them to get there. We were all on edge waiting for them to get there. He said the edge. Well, that's a whole that's a whole other story. It was late after their friends left, and I was getting ready for bed when someone shouted someone else had driven up. Hmm. I went to the window to see who it was. Outside was one of those old cars people drive in the 50s. Mm-hmm. I think the color was blue. Walking to the porch, I saw these two black people dressed like they had been to a wedding or a party coming to the door. They weren't dressed like they came from the 80s either, so I hauled ass back to my bedroom to dress when I hear someone say the couple is gone. I go to look for myself. There is not a sign of the car or the two black people. I don't know if you believe me. It's been so long since it happened. I barely remember most of it myself. So that's my little ghost story. Believe it if you will. And I do. And that, now that is like, I, I believe, yeah, that's like when the ones, because they, they just pulled up. Right. Like, that could have been, some, like, because you don't know what they pulled up to. Just because it looked like that to them, to you don't mean it looked like that to them. You know? Yeah. So they could have been pulling up to a club, one of them, um, like, shake your heart and heart. Like. Get, no, <laughs> uh, a gin joint. Yeah, like a juke joint. <clears throat> they said it was in Mississippi, this... and it didn't seem like they was, like they was like the 50s. What's that, like color purple? I think. I don't know. Or um, where are you? You know what I'm talking probably. about? <laughs> That's probably the time. Yeah. The 40s. Yeah. This experience happened two years ago. My family and I were moving out of our house after living there for 20-something years. I was only 15 years old at the time, and I'd always felt like something was always around me, that something was always next to me, watching me, touching me, talking to me. I wasn't the only one either. My brother, who is five years older than me, would talk about something making him feel uncomfortable also. It's a very old house, but it was in good condition, like the lights would always flicker on and off. Oh, but the lights would always flicker on and off. Mm. Well, back to the night we were moving out. I was left behind to clean out the garage and make one last sweep of the house. We only moved a few miles away, so it's not like it was some kind of big deal. It soon turned into a big deal for me. We left all the doors in the house open so we could move out the boxes and furniture. 
I soon started to feel extremely cold. It was a very warm summer night, and I couldn't possibly I couldn't possibly believe that it was because of the doors being open. I soon started hearing movements upstairs, so I closed all the doors and I locked them. I went upstairs and made a sweep of the house, and I checked all the rooms and closets and cabinets. I couldn't explain the cold or the noise, so I got a little frightened and I went outside. When I went outside, it got warmer because, like I said, it was a warm summer night. Now, outside on the sidewalk, there is a point where you can see through the house to the backyard. You could do that. In, um, you could do that in my mom's house. Yeah, if you stand right, if you stand right in, right in the, the driveway. Door. Yep, a little bit down from the porch. And the back, if every door was open, you could see right to the front through. to the back. Yep. Then I see someone. Oh, when I say I see someone looking at me from the other side of the house, I mean they were staring right at me. Mm. So I went back there and called out to whoever was there. Nothing happened except for something staring at me from inside the house. Then the wind started to pick up and I got really frightened, so I ran out to the front yard. At that moment, my mother pulled up in the driveway. I never felt so safe in my life. Yes. That's... We had to come back the next morning to get what was left in the garage. And when we finally got everything from the house, we pulled out from the driveway and I saw something in the window. Something that looked like a figure smiling and waving goodbye to me. <laughs> you never got to worry about me coming back. Never ever. First off, he was better than me because when I would have looked in there and saw somebody staring back at me, what the fuck do I look like saying who's there? I know that I was just in that house and nobody was there. Right. So the fact that suddenly somebody's there, mind you, all the doors in the house is open. So I think in my mind, because I'm not just like a ghost. That's not my first go-to. Like I believe in ghosts, but it has to be something out there for for me to really think. Of. So for me to see somebody back there looking back at me yeah. and know all the windows and shit is open, my first mind would be, Somebody then came into this house and they looking at me trying to see if I coming back in the house. I'm not going back in there. I see you. That's me from the sidewalk. I see you in there. You can have it. They shit in there anyway. (laughs) And then when people pull up, I'm like, somebody in the house. And then we go look around and I see that ain't nobody in the house. Mm -hmm. But I could still see them standing there the whole time. I would think I would say they ran off. It was a robber. He was trying to rob us. Ain't shit in there. Wow, that's not what I would think. If I know damn well, first of all, if I came out the house and I know it wasn't nobody in the house. But all the doors in the house is open. Oh, then I would probably think that. I would probably be like... Including the garage. Everything's open. Oh, so I'd be like, so what you back there staring at? What you trying to get? Yeah, we leaving. Like, that's what I would (laughs) Yeah, petty. I'm petty like that. Ain't nothing to rob. Ain't nothing here. But if had everything been shut and I'm looking and at I'm it, locked in mm. and I just see two eyes standing in the air, <laughs> peering back at me, oh okay, this I'll is spook. See what this is. Are you next? I felt like you read three. I only read two. All right. Thanks. Are we ready? Mm-hmm. When I was around fifteen, I started feeling. That I I started feeling as though I was being watched. Mm. Like someone was in the bedroom with me. Of course, I ignored it. Until it started getting real bad. 
When I was 16, I kept my TV on 24 hours a day. That was me. 24 hours a day. I mean, not 24 hours a day because you know you got to go to school. But from the time I came home from school, Mm -hmm. that TV stayed on. I used to hate because I remember like 1999, the TV would still do that crap at 12 o'clock. Where they play the the uh, uh the pledge of allegiance and that flag would be waving on the screen, then your TV go fuzzy. Yeah, that was the worst. My God, like premiering them generation, Makai and them, mm-hmm. they are so blessed to never have to live through that. How dare you turn, turn my, my television off. off? And I'm not tired. I mean, it should have been off because I was a child, was but I wasn't sleeping. Was it? Hmm. Because everything was all in one. Wasn't it this Del Marv? It wasn't no Comcast. Yeah, it was all corny. It was and all I remember like the, the first time that. I remember the first time that didn't happen. I was still staying in that back room, so you know how how it would get. Like this but I was getting older now and uh-huh. I would like I would prepare myself. Here we go. I would go to the what is that, that channel? Remember our channel a hundred? Yeah. Used to show you everything that was coming on. I used to go to that channel and I remember you stayed keeping your T V on that and it just would show you everything that was about to be on. And I would look at it and come around eleven thirty, you know, I show you what's coming on and twelve it would just have that that empty slot that just went on and on. Yeah. And that empty slot meant so many terrible things for me. Like, I hated that empty Aww. slot. I wouldn't, and you know me, I'm a night owl. I would but never when fall I asleep. I get you a DVD player. No, that wasn't what saved me. One night, I was looking at it, and I was looking at car, uh, 50, Channel 54, that was Cartoon Network. And normally that slot was there, and it was not. It just went on and on and on. What? I said, no, I sat there thinking for the longest time. I'm like, yeah, they, they kidding. I know it's probably a mistake. 12 o'clock going to come around. It's going to cut off. 12 o'clock came around. Scooby-Doo came back on. I said, it's are you like, kidding me? Like... I sat up. I had never been unscared of that room. As, like, as, I've never been as comfortable in that room as I was when, I, when that TV decided that it wasn't going to cut off. <laughs> that nonsense started that night because now I just needed the light. So, after that, you was never really scared? Yeah, because it was something about, when I was little, it was something about that ability that I had as a child that I couldn't be in complete darkness because it, it needed them shadows to form. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like once the shadows could form, all I needed, even when I used to blink, like, you know how quick a blink is. Mm-hmm. I would see something that, and I would know it was there. Mm. Close my eyes just to make sure my, like, I wasn't tripping, and it's still there. You, you say that. You say but that, that stopped as I got older. I can't do that anymore. I'm so glad. I wouldn't want to. But like I was saying, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, keeping it on 24 hours a day, nonstop for a little over a year. When the tube blew, I insisted that it had that they have it fixed immediately. And I slept upstairs in the Victorian room across the hall from their room. And I also made them <laughs> sleep with their me? door open and mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're doing too much demanding. No. At 15. That was the truth, but I was younger than that. And mom tried to open my bedroom door, talking about don't lock it. Mm-hmm. Please shut that door, or I must be coming in your room. Because <laughs> I can't sleep like that. I don't need to talk because you did that. You and Talia both bombarded my room every mm-hmm. night. You had your own room. And each time I wake up, y'all sleep in my room. Well, it was un- I was uncomfortable in my room. Why? I was just uncomfortable alone. Mm. When the TV, and I know it couldn't be about being alone in a room because I used to be alone in the middle room at Mom House. It was a lot. We had. They had it had some energy in there, but I noticed that that house energy didn't start that until we started doing dumb stuff, 
until we started playing with Ouija boards and sitting up all late night talking about yeah, ghosts and whatnot. Yeah, Next thing I know, the whole atmosphere that, in that house. In that whole house, my whole house in Riverside, mm-hmm. Riverside started to Next thing you out. know, cabinets is open when you come downstairs. Oh my God, I remember one time when I was, like y'all had went to school. And I was coming down to make some grits, right? right. I was going to make some grits and sausages or something I was going to make. It was it was going to be something that y'all wasn't going to have because y'all was at school. And I came downstairs and all the cabinets was open. And I said, in my mind, now you know how you got two, you got two spirits because you know you have your good one that tell you what the fuck? And then you got the one that try to make sense of it all. Right. So I'm sitting there like, now I know damn well these kids didn't leave all my cabinets <laughs> open. What was they looking for? I left them cabinets just like that. Ain't eat no breakfast. Went back upstairs. Did not come back downstairs until did not know. That's how you. That's nothing. how you got to do it when you in a haunted house. You got to play. You like play it know. off like they. So so because I feel like spirits know. Right. And they know when you know. Right, right. So right, you talk to yourself right. in your head. That's how you keep yourself calm. Right. Like right. you gotta talk you gotta quiet your mouth and use that voice that you do when you talk because everybody talk to themselves in their head. Mm-hmm. You know what your own voice sounds like. That's it. You do that, that in your head and just sit silent. Because I've done it a thousand times. There's something moving in was, that closet yes. and it's trying to get me. <laughs> just remain calm and, and and then I talk out loud. I put on that bravado. Yeah, I'd be like, man, yeah, listen, I'm not about to do I'm this. I'm not doing this. <laughs> That's not what we're going to do. I'm not doing it. And I suggest that you stop. Yo, if ever a time I ever talked out loud and something told me what you going to do, I, I would wish. shrink into myself. <laughs> I would take my hands, stick them into my mouth, pull my face back <laughs> and over my back and under my ass and under my legs. <laughs> And gobble myself whole because th- that was the big question. What in the fuck was I going to do? Nothing. <laughs> Talking all that shit. There's nothing I could do, brother. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. Oh my god. So why would you say? That, that just... was real. Like I, I, I've always. That's another fear of mine. Like to move into a house and to hear a deep, menacing voice yeah. say, "Get out." And you know what a fear of mine is? What moving into that house after you paid all of your money? Exactly. And you don't have nowhere to go. And then you yell, "Get out!" You could have did that while the realtor was here. Look like I ain't going no fucking place <laughs> unless you can refurbish me my re- refund my money, and I'll <laughs> gladly go. You get the realtor back in here, cut the deal, and and I'll be out. I'm, I'm, if you can't accomplish that, you you ain't been dead that long that you don't know what the fuck money is. And I ain't got no more. So how are we going to rectify the situation? There's certain things I don't think I would play about. Nothing. Like, I'm not leaving no house that I just dropped. All the money that was in my bank account that I've been saving all my life to get a house. Yes, and I drop it yes. all. And you talking about get out all of a sudden? Yes. The realtor was in here all the time. <laughs> she showed me this house that day. You could have yelled, get out. We'd have both been flabbergasted. And she'd have got me a new joint. So it looked like you didn't really feel that way. You ain't really want me to go. So I'm sorry, but no. <laughs> Figure not, it out. I don't know. How are we going to rectify this? I'm going to board my, my room with crosses. And you can maybe take the basement. <laughs> I'll have everything upstairs and you're welcome to that shady downstairs. I will not come in your space. It don't come in mine, huh? Okay. That's but as far as get out, I can't. <laughs> the deal's already been done and my money's cashed. <laughs>
Yo, you doing too much. We 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 will be right back after this quick commercial. I apologize, guys. I didn't even get to finish the story. She took me into a horrible rant. <laughs> We're back. Hey guys. Uh, we're back. Um, so I'm sorry guys. Less you know we were having a rousing debate about the get out spirit and how dare it. <laughs> but we were also at the beginning of an anonymous story. I believe I left off. When the TV returned from the shop four days later, my parents were glad to finally have me back downstairs so they could have their privacy. Mm. Well, I got to the I got used to the feeling of being watched of being watched. After a while, it turned scary. I was laying in bed one night at 4 a.m. writing in my journal. I heard footsteps coming downstairs. I knew it was my stepfather getting up early for work and I knew I'd be in, I knew I'd be in trouble for staying up writing when I had to be this, be at school in 3 hours. I quickly jumped in bed, covered my head and pretended to be asleep, praying my stepdad wouldn't know I'd been up this late. The steps came down the hall and stopped at my door. I didn't hear anything. I figured he was peeping in on me trying to see if I was fake sleeping. My door was cracked, my door was cracked so I could hear him coming, and when I heard nothing for five minutes, a chill went through me. Mm. That wasn't my stepdad. I looked up and no one was there. Mm. At that moment, I heard my stepdad's alarm go off from upstairs and I heard him and my mom getting up. Go away, go away, I said in my most frightened voice. The door slammed and an icy air came into the room. Mm, it's not out the room, but in the room. Go away. And uh, No, he go said, no, away. I'll stay. How about I come in? I stay. Yeah. Yes, not... Girl, I, girl, I, they, they didn't even say... It didn't say it slammed the door and the icy wind went out of the room. It said in the room. I would have died right there yes, on, that, on that bed. yes. I can't say that, though, because I've seen horrible things. I would have lived, and there would have been a story I tell today. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> okay you'll live through it. Like we did. Give a shout-out to Anchor, like we did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the door slammed, and an icy air came into the room. I covered my head and started crying, praying to God to protect me and send me angels and shield me from evil. At that moment, I felt a, at that moment, I felt a hot something moving. Mm. Not moving, but hovering over my body. I uncovered my head, feeling peaceful, and the hair stood up on my neck as this thing moved over me with this heat. And suddenly I was tired, and I slept like a baby. Mm. I feel that was my guardian angel. I really do. It mm. was. That was, was. That was magnificent. You hear that? A heat. That peace. Be still. Okay, over the land. Yes. I love it. That's why I say, like, I I feel sorry, like, no shade to other people's beliefs because that's their beliefs, mm -hmm. and I don't judge anybody, but I'm glad I have the belief I have, because like, it, it's worked for me mm. on numerous occasions, mm. so okay. I know it to work. Hey, something like, I feel bad for, like, the people who have, like, atheists who don't believe in anything. You don't have nothing to comfort you when the shadows come. <laughs> My God. That's a frightful outlook. Mm. You ain't telling me they don't see stuff. Cause I, ghosts don't give a fuck if you believe. <laughs> okay. Mm, no, they don't. So. Mm mm. So come on. I'm not done. I'm sorry. 
I uncovered my head, feeling peace. I believe that was my guardian angel. I really do. After a month or so, I heard the footsteps again. Only this time, it started happening all the time. Mm. At night. and So all the, the time, you want to come to my house? I mean, come to my door, open my door, come through, slam the door, mm-hmm. footsteps down. Every night, I'm experiencing the same thing. Then every night, I will not be in that bed. Mm-hmm. There's no way in hell I'm going to be in that room. My mom and dad going to have to understand, I'll be on your floor before I be in that room. And it'll be just a punishment or whatever you feel like you need to do. <laughs> I told my mother what was going on. And she then told me that one morning she was walking back and forth in the kitchen trying to get ready for work. You know, filling her cup with coffee and doing odd things like making breakfast and ironing clothes. She says she heard me walking around downstairs. She knew if my stepfather knew that I had been up all night, I would be in trouble. So she walked down the stairs and called my name. Knowing I would answer to her, which I would, my mother always covered for me. She would, she said I didn't answer, so she went in my room and found me asleep. Mm. She kissed my cheek and tucked the covers under my chin. She started to leave my room and was walking down the hall when she heard the very same footsteps right behind her. Mm. She thought it was me. She said my name, and someone brushed against her shoulder. How you thought it was him when you just had kissed him on okay. the cheek? Furthermore, that I'm sorry again, listeners, but y'all, y'all, y'all have been riding with us now, so you, you clearly know my brain. <clears throat> I'm trying to understand why her mother Here we go. had to cover for her. Here we go. Because... If her stepfather knew she was up, she would be in trouble. <laughs> Unless my mother rap, tap, 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 taps on my door and tells me I need to be asleep. I don't think you should be worried about what I'm doing. Hey, why are you down here this time of night in a young girl's bedroom? <laughs> and I would hate to bring that up to my mother and the local authorities. It sounds quite suspicious. <laughs> so perhaps you should stomp, 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 stomp back up to your bedroom where my mother is because this is inappropriate. <laughs> Perhaps you should rap, tap, tap her shoulder and send her my way, because this is not how it should go. Back to the story, guys. I'm so, sorry. So, because I was her stepfather? Yeah, I didn't like it. I don't care. No. I don't care. It should have... Well, so, you if, said... If my mom is not upset that I'm up this time of night, I really think you should relax, Joe, <laughs> or Frank, or whatever your name may be. That's a shame. That's no respect. It's... It, <laughs> Come on. I can see if I'm running your electricity, then it's back to bed. Well, she was. She was taking a lot of liberties, too. Yeah. Running his electricity all hours of the night because it seemed like her mom, well, her mom had a job, so she was filling her cup. At the end of the day, don't knock on my door worried about whether I'm up or asleep and you ain't my mom. Okay? Don't do it. Yeah. Ever. We both knew then and decided that something evil was in the house and it just wasn't right. She insisted I sleep upstairs in the Victorian room until all was calm. I did for two weeks, and after I felt comfortable, I moved back into my room. That night... Don't she know it's never comfortable? (laughs) Spirits will wait and linger. Huh? Yeah, they fooled her. She should have made that her room. It, it should have been the end of it. Yes. Thank you. I'll take the Victorian because yes. this is the comfortable room. You see, I, when room. I got to the middle room, that's where I stayed. Right. Because that nonsense didn't occur like it did when I was living in yeah, that back you're not, room. You're not going to force me to be. Okay, you want the room, you got it. Mm. So you want to stay in front Especially of the Especially when it's another empty bedroom. Yes, goodbye. I don't need this. As long as you don't bring your ass up there where I'm at. To the be next good. room. 
Okay. So she moved. She said she moved to the Victorian and all was calm for two weeks. But that night that she moved back, the very night, she was sitting up in bed and it was a Friday night. She remembers that she was reading. She says, I heard the steps, but I ignored them. Then my bedroom then my bedroom door cracked about eight inches. See? <laughs> it, no, my bedroom window went from cracked. It was cracked about eight inches to banging open. Wow. And the cold air flew in. See? I looked up and this huge shadow was above my head. And I gasped as it disappeared into the ceiling. Mm. It made a sound as it went, as if it were being sucked into the ceiling. I ran upstairs and my mother was in the room crying, telling me she had just come in to straighten the room when she felt a presence. She told it to leave and the room was calm. My mother told me my mother told this thing to leave the exact moment the black mass of shadow got sucked into the ceiling. My mother claims it was her dead mother coming back to check on her. I disagree. Yeah. Exactly. I w- if my mama died, <laughs> and you like, mommy, if you died, I'm pretty sure I don't would not get the feeling that I got to tell you to go. Yeah. Most people, when it be their relatives, they cry out, don't go. <laughs> the fact that I told you to leave, why would you equate that with your mother's presence? Now, mom, I need to know some history. Was your mother mean to you? Was she, did Nana not love you? Yeah. Because that's what you're giving me. Because to tell me that you felt an evil presence and then equate it to your mother, it means you're telling me you thought your mother was a mean woman in life and she had come back vengeful and deaf. Yeah. That's what I'm getting from you, Mom. So maybe you should clarify. Or admit that you know damn well that was something dark. Yeah. And you're just trying to keep us in this house and sedate me like I'm an infant. You're basically pacifying me. Don't sit in my face and patronize me. Give it to me real. How long are we going to have to stick in this haunted house? I get that the funds might not be. I, 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 it's just weird. It's just weird. Like, I feel like if I was in that type of situation, by the time I was 16, like, that would have forced me to got a job, everything. I'm getting the hell out of here. Best friends, something. I will not stay another night. You put up with that. Yeah. Ain't no way in hell I'm a teenager, 16, 17, and I'm going to keep coming back here night after night because you want to. I tell you what, you and dad can keep this house. And I pray that when that spirit that's in there falls and it gives you that Amityville, that he doesn't black out and choke you to death. But I won't be there to save you because I'm leaving. <laughs> so I won't know what happened until you going to just leave me. I would leave. Wow. My, you talking crazy. There's no way in hell am I. We sitting in the house and it's clearly viciously haunted. Yeah, all sorts of activity, of all, and I keep coming to you, coming to you, coming to you. You get argumentative? No, no. First of all, you know darn well if I'd have even heard footsteps, and I know darn well I'd have been coming down them stairs and did not see you down there, and I know, and then I go see your room, and you laying in there asleep. Ain't no kissing you on the cheek. It's Walter. Get the fuck up. Yeah, I know you. You know what? You laugh. Yo, I just heard your and now I, And now once you said that, I'm zipping up to that <laughs> yeah. fucking Victorian room. Yeah. The hell with the Victorian. No, I'm in z- your room. What you heard? <laughs> I, I can't go nowhere. No, I'm not playing. You know, I can't I'm go not nowhere. doing that. But what about the houses that consume people? You know, the ones where they come in and it be like they can't leave. They be so drawn into that house. It has them. Ew, they be looking sick. Their eyes be all low and droopy. Like, they just drain Like, I'm saying, energy I feel life. like you could go that path. Who, me? Yeah. <clears throat> like, I'm on the shine. You have certain you have certain things that, like, like if you found a house in Calabasas... Yeah, you know and it was I, just beautiful. You, know I want to live in California. you would not let it go. You would be that type. There's nothing wrong with this house. Screaming it at the top of your lungs. 
And I have to tell you, you should see how fucking insane you look right now. Mother, look at yourself. <laughs> like I would just, I would snap. I would literally run around that house and find the biggest mirror you had. Like shove it into your face. Look! Look what you've become why since you, we moved here. Why would you try to say this man? Aged and ragged. <laughs> worn out like just sandpaper that has been crumbled and tossed astray. Wake up. <laughs> this is madness. You're literally giving me. No, stop, stop. You are giving me right now the lady who owns that house that she never stopped building. The Winchester Mansion. You're just begrudging and you're holding on to something that's dead. Everything in here is just shit. <laughs> okay, like, I couldn't, I don't understand how people sit there and play along. I'm not. I'm not. You see yourself. Like, I don't think anybody around me could be possessed. None of my friends, none of that. Because I'm going to open my mouth. I'm just going to say it blank out. You do some crazy shit around me. Some off the wall shit, like... If you ever were to like just be sitting in the middle of the night speaking in tongues, like I, or you actually went the whole route and somehow ended up getting the exorcism, and I actually saw you doing all of that shit, like I'm stop the presses. <laughs> I literally have to come over here now, like even in fear, mommy, is you seriously gonna sit here <laughs> and tremble and shake like this? If I'm possessed, no. I tell you what, I guarantee you, I know what'll fix you. Cut it out. She's going on down to the ward. So you put me Yeah, in. because this is nonsense. I mean, I believe in demons and whatnot, but I believe you let yourself go down that type of road. Ain't wow. no way in hell I'm going to see myself rocking wow. back and forth on the floor, wow. crawling on walls. You're inside yourself and you don't see yourself doing all this and you telling me you have really absolutely no control. I'll tell you what you don't have. You don't have a name. Because if you had one, everybody would be uncomfortable. I'm not going to... I wouldn't do it. And and the fact that you're letting it happen when you was raised, <laughs> so you you I don't feel bad for you. Wow. You did something, and the Lord is very angry. You better work it out, <laughs> work it out with from within. Don't nobody help her. That's the problem. Is so many times we go looking for help. She know the Lord. So you would let me. She was raised be... in the church. No. So fight, <laughs> okay? It's nothing else I can do for you, and I would and I would leave. Wow, you I will leave. You're telling the God. That's sad. It's the truth. I, I I don't have no reason to lie to you. If I ever walk in, like if I ever saw you do some exorcist type shit, and I'm looking at you do it, that's not my mom. So in my mind, until you're better, my mom passed away, or she's sitting in purgatory. I can't help you. She'll and, get out. And instead of getting the priest, <clears throat> you'll put me in a nut house. Yup, because but I don't want her medicated. Just strap her in that um what? in that table. You need a clear mind. Those meds will fuck up. You need to fight from within. <laughs> That's a shit. Huh? That's sad, yo. I could do it. Don't 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 get no priest for me if that ever happened to me. I'm I telling know. you now, we gotta make that pact. No. I don't want to make that pack. Make that pack with me. I don't want that. Like, it's, like that's like somebody's final wishes. I don't want you to do that if that if I ever become possessed. I don't want to do Don't that. get no priest or like a church that. man. I'm not doing that. Next thing you know, you cutting yourself. Yeah, you put me. That's why you take me to the night house and you have them no, put me in know, one of them padded rooms. The, um, her, your, the hand is coming through your skin. Exactly. Right and it's my hand because yeah, you have me chopped like and screwed. That. I don't understand how Reagan was writing crazy shit. Help me. You got the good sense to write help me. It's because your mom didn't take you down to the First Baptist. <laughs> you wouldn't have been writing help me. Prayer changes. <laughs> Release me. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, the power of Christ compels you. Oh, what you doing? Don't ever help me. Make shake my hand on it, buddy. I don't want to shake your hand on it. You want some corny. Go ahead and read your next stories, bro. Like, how you tell somebody what to do with them when they possess? Because I asked you how to, I wanted to be buried and you didn't agree. I, I said, agree. No, I asked, I told you certain songs that I wanted. You okay, to I agree to all that. You so you agree, I agree to no, that and you agree you know that if I'm ever possessed, forgot. you won't get any help from me. I know the listeners like, them two morbid people. Y'all is really, no, because I do plan my funeral ahead of time. And, and I, I think about stuff like that. I, I really want, think about what would happen if I was possessed. I don't want a priest. Well, I don't want to have my funeral wrecked. I, I want you to fight sing all three songs. You until you know is. what? Get the priest. Do whatever. Well, don't <laughs> sing the song. Find somebody else. Whatever. I'm not doing it. With then you. let me be unhappy. When Go I pass to the next on. story, man. I'm not going to be happy though when I pass that, on. That means I'm not coming back with the numbers. We already made that deal, so that's bound. <laughs> you already, you already bound just spirit to the earth. When you shook, we shook hands on that. That's a done deal. You can't keep reneging on that. That's done. Mm, okay. So. I'll be waiting. Okay. And well, remember look. it's in a dream. Don't <laughs> appear before my eyes because I don't want them like that. You can keep the numbers and yourself. If I see a physical manifestation of you after I know you die. Okay, I need it in my dreams. You know I'm a lucider. That's not right. Um, you know It'll I'm... be better in my dreams. <laughs> okay, it'll be better. No, it's not because it's not going to be real. It'll be real because I'm a lucid dreamer and you're really there. No, that's fate. I'm talking about, I'm really here is me standing See, in front I don't of want you. That. I don't want that. You didn't say that before. I, like, don't play with me. You That bit in the deck. That means you got every intention. <laughs> I'm showing up. I don't want it. Keep your money. Keep the keep the fix. Well, can we get started? Get, go ahead. I don't care about that because I'm not coming back like that. I don't feel like that's me saying nothing or seeing you fully. It means you're the one dreaming. And I'm not getting any satisfaction yeah, from I'm that. Because y'all can influence dreams. Once you die, that's how I seen that woman after she was not bad to me, but very cold. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, she what gave if me you... many apologies, even if it's just I know it's you because why else would I just dream those numbers? That's how I know it's you, and that's what'll wake me up. And a lucid dreamer is alert, so it is real because when I'm in my dreams and it's lucid, it's me. You're not going to be able to write them down. That person wrote them down. I, you had, that's why after you give them to me, snap me out of that sleep and take me into that full alertness that ghosts can bring when they come into a room, and I'll just scribble them down immediately. Okay. It'll be right on the tip of my tongue. And then, just and get the, what, we got to have the plan down. Pat, you trying to fuck up. Start the next story. Okay. That means I ain't getting no numbers. Yo. You going <laughs> to get the numbers? You going to nah, get the numbers? you ain't got a plan in place. You just talking shit. <laughs> That's so rude to the to the listeners. That's what they talk about. What me rambling? I yeah. apologize again. I have, I have, so I would have. I would like to share. I would like to share one story in particular that happened twenty years ago, in August and September of nineteen seventy seven. Hey, my husband and I were married in June of nineteen seventy seven. So, I was three months. <laughs> I guess if I was born in 1978, I'd be clapping for you right now. I so, can't relate. Well, whatever. He was in the military and stationed in Rome. See that? And stationed in Rome, New York. Oh. We found a small trailer in the village of Blasville to live in. The trailer was the size of a large Winnebago. Mm. We were so happy and cozy. Anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. 
It was my habit to get up in the morning to fix a large breakfast for my husband and then go back to bed when he left for work and sleep until about 9 a.m. One morning in August, I woke with a start, startle and knew that someone was staring at me. I was laying in the bed with my feet facing the back door and my, and my back to the living room and front door. I rolled over and almost bumped into this dark figure leaning over me. It looked like the Grim Reaper, full size and terrifying. Now up until this moment, I always thought that the Grim Reaper was a fictitious character made up some long ago on Halloween. But right this instant, he was standing over me. I was terrified. Being young, terrified, and trapped in my bed. <clears throat> Excuse me. That blanked out. I didn't want to do that. <laughs> Come on now. You had no, me wait. and the listeners all being, in trap. Being terrified, trapped in my bed. Okay. I did the only thing I could do. Cover my head with my blanket. I was in a panic. My keyboard keys are chattering. No, seriously, I always start shaking when I rely when I relay this story to anyone. <clears throat> I know me. those type of stories. That's that type. That's for me. The story that gets me like that is the top hat man. Mm. Well, I started praying like I never prayed before. Won't he do it? And finally got up the nerve to look out from beneath my blanket. It was gone. About a week later, the same thing happened. My mind is reeling. What is happening? What does it want? It is come is it coming after me? What can I do to protect myself? I finally told my husband what had happened. He got this strange look on his face, and I took it that he thought I was crazy, so I dropped the subject and tried not to think of it. I kept telling myself that I was crazy and imagining things, simply because I didn't like the al- the alternative. The thought of it left me trembling. I was all alone every day, twenty miles from the city and hundreds of miles from my mommy. <laughs> mm, that's Walter. <laughs> I can't take it. And, mm. About two weeks do. after the second appearance, it came back. This time, as I woke with the now familiar feeling of someone staring, I lay there considering my possibilities. I could continue to hide under my covers and eventually let it get me or face it. I figured I'd rather die facing the situation. Now, I don't know that I could would call it courage but something made me able to roll over and fling back the covers to confront this thing i had never seen its face before as its hood was in the way well to my surprise as i flung the covers off me and sat up on the side of the bed it recoiled from me it brought its arms up and crossed them over off women and crossed them over what would be its face but it had no face just empty darkness within the hood as I, as I come up off the bed, it turned and took off in one fluid motion toward my kitchen. I looked down as its feet, at its feet and it had no feet and was about four to five inches off the floor. Well, seeing as how this thing was fleeing from me, I worked up the nerve to yell at it to leave me alone and never come back. I peered around the wall to look into my, my kitchen and it was not there. Now, if it had left thought... And if I had left through the one of the two doors, I would have seen it from where I was standing beside the bed. Believe me, I was waiting for something to exit via one of the doors, but it didn't. It just disappeared. Twenty years later, I still wonder what the heck it was after and what the visits meant, if that meant anything at all. 
I do have an interesting, another interesting story. In 1995... Well, before we start that one, can I break down that one? Yeah. I feel like that was a a a, a sub a sub like like a breakdown of the shadow man like the top hat man yeah because that's the only thing because I he think can of. come as he come there are people who see it like that with a hood mm-hmm. I heard and that each too. one has a different level of aggression now I heard that the one with the hood is supposed to be the most extreme so that was what was making me question if that was really it because for it to run because you know the top hat man alone. Had an energy. No, like, he can moke that motion because that's what he, he did. Yeah, he but did. to from to run from you, you know good and well when he come into the atmosphere. When you wake up, you're you're fully able to move and everything. You could get up if you wanted, but something inside of you tells you, you better please, not move. Please do get up yeah, from I out of that you. bed and you. approach me. That's Yo. why there. It's a difference between like you know that punk ass hag riding your back who's holding you down, and a motherfucker who stands off in the distance, giving you full mobility. But its presence alone is enough to drive enough fear in your soul has that you any, don't move. Has any ever, like, has anybody or any of our listeners, have they ever encountered this, the top hat man or the shadow man and ever confronted it? I wonder, like, just straight up, stood up, like, get out of my room, like, walk toward it, like... I don't know. You'd have to I've be. I've never a, heard stories. Have, did, I've always heard stories where they you. were scared. They were yeah. just like, and I you know get the feeling that it's of probably, pure evil. <clears throat> I didn't get the feeling of pure evil. I really felt like because at that moment I had had a big argument with my mom, mm-hmm. and that was the the big theme of it. It kept on saying that bad kids have bad things happen to them, mm-hmm. and he just kept saying it into my head, and I really felt mostly like guilt, but also high adrenaline. Mm. I couldn't even hear my heart beating anymore. Like, you know how everything goes dead silent? Mm-hmm. Everything went dead silent. And that was really my adrenaline. I didn't realize it until she came in and shined that light <laughs> into the room. And he... My mom always came in shining the light. Mm-hmm, because I was banging on her wall. Mm. And I was praying to God. And it was so sad because I was doing what we was just talking about and before we took a break, mm-hmm. where you, you, be, you, you, you do stuff on the sneak tip because you know they know. And I knew that he could read my mind because he was he was sending thoughts into my head. And I think even as a child, I had clear cognizance because I was picking up shit from him as he was doing it. Mm. Like the the bunk bed went above him, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a bed on there. So it wasn't like it was the bars and I could see through it. I couldn't see the top half of him. Still, I was able to tell that he was wearing a top hat. That he was about seven, eight feet he tall. He let you see exactly what you needed to see. To that's know what I'm, he was there. But the bed was in the way. So what I'm saying is, I think that was Claire Cognizant's thing because that's what I pieced together in my head when I closed shut? my eyes. Like yeah. I pieced it together in my head. Like he was wearing a top hat. I couldn't see the bottom of his feet because I was on the bed. Right. Yet I knew at the bottom of it, it was three stripes like Batman's cape. Mm-hmm. I I knew all of these things without actually seeing them. So I knew he could read my fucking mind. So I'm tapping on the wall as gently as I can, praying to God that she'll hear me. And it's so good that that, that she's such a light sleeper. Mm-hmm, and does. I don't know if maybe he can just affect the only room that he's in or if he can expand his presence to give people that, that extra sleep that he put on them. Because mm-hmm. you, you've experienced that extra sleep. Clearly, I was in that extra sleep. I was on, I, when, you, when he came to you, where I would have been laying, he would have been standing through me. Mm. He rattled cigarettes, and I, I I didn't know anything that was going on. When you woke me up, I came out of a super deep sleep. 
I remember that I was I was done. So I think I don't know if he can if he can expand it or it's just in one room. Yo, I don't know, but like when I seen him, <clears throat> I know the feeling of like him talking to you from the inside because that's all I kept thinking in my head. Am I dreaming? I know I'm dreaming. Like I'm thinking that. See, he showed it to you that he could read minds, and he did because he picked up that. I don't care what nobody say. This 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 thing turned around, picked up those cigarettes, rattled that shit, and was like, "If you were dreaming, mm. could you be able? To, would I be able to do this?" And it was like, I heard it all in my head, but it was me talking. You confirmed oh for me. Oh my god. You confirmed yeah. for me every time you describe him that I was clearly receiving what I was receiving cuz I could see none of those things. And years later when you told me that you saw when you woke me up that night and told me what you saw it was like damn as I'm older now I didn't see any of that but you described him with perfectly to a T. Yo, and it's so crazy because it goes down three spots. My best, my my best friend told me had me in the room with her. I she think brought, I brought it in. That she brought it in. I'm gonna because I didn't know that. him. I'm gonna talk to her about that. I didn't know I, him, and he was out of I thought, didn't know out of about mind. That because I remember another story. She told me that she said even when we left Job Corps that it would still follow her. It would still follow her and it would follow her to her girlfriend's house. That then it started to, uh, the little girl had seen it. So it's like, now you put that on me because now I, you had me in the room while it was in there. So it attached itself to me already. The scary thing is, if I can, if I can bounce again quickly back to voodoo, when you think about what the top hat man looks like Mm -hmm. and you read about like Papa Legba and them, and the and the and the Barons, mm-hmm. and all of, and the all the way they dress, that is exactly. And you you hear people tell the story of the person who's supposed to meet you at the crossroads, and then he has these these God given abilities. Like it's a it's a divine ability to read minds. Not every not every specter and spook has that. Mm. I don't I can't remember which Loa it is that has that, but it's one of them. And it's not. I don't think it's Papa Legba. It's one of the other ones. And he has three different personas where he can come either negative, peaceful. And I've heard people describe experiences with the top hat man as peaceful, yeah. as forewarning. I have heard he was forewarning. So yeah. he can come in different ways. I feel like that's what that's linked back to. Mm. That's what that's linked back to. And if that's what you're supposed to see when you go to the crossroads, I can't go. Because I've never seen it again. And as God is my witness, may he cover my eyes with his mercy and light that I never do see it again. That was a horrifying experience. That That was horrible. And and you know what made it so horrifying for me is that is that it was you know how the house was in Riverside. Yes. So we already in the project. Okay. And then it's like even though it was no problem on my block because our block was really nice it was nothing but a lot of old people anyway. Mm -hmm. So it was really nice but still you're in the project. It was a little rough. Yeah. And, like, I'm so glad about it. But, anywho, so I'm just, like, the scariest part for me was how I'm laying there, and it's so peaceful at first. He comes to you in a way that he know will grab your fucking attention. it was so peaceful. It's like it's specified specifically for you. And it was so nice out, like, the wind, like, and it was just so nice. And then all of a sudden, 
I could hear all the way now mind now, you how in the now hell, how the hell could you hear all the way downstairs? downstairs. That's how you know <clears throat> let me explain to something to you. This man walked through walls. This is all this is how I know it's a negative energy. And maybe even if he ain't negative because sometimes he can come as a trickster. So maybe our energy is just so, you know, yummy. <laughs> and you just boost somebody up real quick just to get a little taste. Because when you come down, I don't just think that's adrenaline. That's him draining all of the fear that he just induced in you. This entire thing was a setup from front to beginning. When he came for me, I just sat up alert and awake. And immediately my eyes were drawn that way. That's what he knew would get me. That type of stuff strikes fear in me. Mm -hmm. He knew good and well you was just falling asleep in the projects. What more would get this woman than thinking somebody broke into her house? Yes. Magnif I don't even think he was downstairs. You don't this was all given an illusion. The fact that you heard the oh door downstairs, that's all in your head. Oh it's an ability. That, that, that's, that's like when you be seeing shows where it's a telepath and they can send send thoughts and signals into your head and make you see and feel what they want you to see and feel. Mm -hmm. That shit was never... Your door was never rattling downstairs. Just like when he came into your bedroom, he never opened that fucking door. He walked through that shit. Opening that door was just in your mind. It was just to give you the thought. That somebody yeah. was coming in my... And you know what? Because now that I think about it, I don't even think that door was even shut. Maybe if it was shut because I don't remember it really... I think it was even on a crack. And what I thought was... I had to get up, jump up, and, and try you know to damn shut well the that the door wasn't on a crack, mommy. Because, because when I, I woke up, when you woke me up open. to go downstairs, I had to unlock the door, open it, and go downstairs. And the crazy thing is, Claire Cognizance has always been in me. Because when you woke me up, something in the pit of my stomach, in your face, <laughs> I knew exactly what it was. And when I, I walked downstairs, I I, I swear on on my life, mommy, like I'm not making this shit up. I'm walking down the stairs, and I'm thinking. She saw something. <laughs> and I get to the bottom of the stairs and I'm, I I run into the kitchen, turn on the light, grab the juice, and I dart back up the stairs. And when I'm getting to the top of the stairs, I'm saying, I'm telling myself, if I go in here and she tell me, she saw the shadow, man. I'm going to be so, I'm going to be no more good. I come in here and damn if you didn't tell me. Because... And I think I think I got. I didn't tell you until I started drinking. I had to drink. That shit hurt my head, my energy. And I had to, and, and yours was orange juice. I had I punished my whole no hand hand to God. I punished an entire gallon of milk. My stomach hurt the entire next day, but I needed that entire gallon. It was a fresh gallon. Yes, and it was a fresh. You noticed it was a fresh gallon of orange and juice. And I brought that shit down to the bottom, like. And, Did it, I drink the whole orange juice? Yes. It take he takes something out of you. No, because it was so quick. Because like you said, he did. He was like it was like it's a manipulator. He manipulated that whole scene. Set it up and made you. Because, it, it built you up. It built the fear. Only, okay, first of all, listeners, we're in the projects, mind you. And then it's like I was kind of doing some shady stuff. <laughs> I really was. Don't put yourself on I'm the spot. Gonna, it was shady at the time. It was shady at the time, but it was helping me out at the time. It was. Too. It was. Wasn't it was, no. Don't. It was like empire type, <laughs> type shady. Yeah. Don't think. But like crazy. not like gun to your head type shady. Like we ain't into no murders and type <laughs> stuff. But somebody like had the package at the crib. <laughs> like I just feel like you could be real. It's all so, dead now. It, okay, I'm gonna just that type of stuff you. don't happen no more. So you prove I used to, it. I used to have the people. <laughs> Like the no, they don't need to know. It was real. Life be hard. Look, I don't, I don't okay, believe okay. in. Okay, well, we ain't gonna say it. Okay, just, so it was we just a bad way. Like, it was an, so and it was a bad I, way. I used to be into drugs, not really into drugs, but like letting people 
sell the drugs. Right? No, the they, he, he just had it, it was hidden in the, in the house, and we didn't even know where it was hidden. And we, yeah, you know, so, but I, it was in there. It was in there. So, what gave the illusion is why is somebody breaking in that house? Because I thought drugs. somebody and was that is in where that he house comes in. And this is where you read back, and he comes in as a forewarner of his people. Like he only appeared to people that they choose, and it don't matter what race you are. So what was the point he was making? That I'm already should stop with the Cut it out, because right after that, you moved the hell on up out of there. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you, we went to New York, came back. We no longer was involved in that nonsense. Yes, you got out of there yes, instantly. And I'm glad because, okay, but look, like I said, even though it was a forewarning, he was like, it was like rattling it back down the, down the stairs. It was rattling the door. It was like like somebody was rattling, trying mm-hmm, to get trying in. To get so in. I'm thinking, oh my God, somebody's trying to break in here. They're trying to get the drugs. This is what I'm thinking. And so, like, oh my God, then all of a sudden. Questioning yourself. I'm Why the fuck the I let him I'm put this at, in? Yes, I was. I'm looking at the door now. I'm like, oh my God, my kids. I'm looking like, why did I do this? I'm really thinking all this shit in my head at once. once. And then I'm looking at my closet, my room door. So I'm like, oh my God, the door's not even shut. Like now, but you say, but all along, the door was shut. Because he wanted you, this is where I'm going to give it to you again. He wanted you to think the next thought you thought. Let me hurry up and jump up yes. and shut this oh, door so he could he, so he could stop you if he from thinking in that door. He wanted you to stop right there from thinking that somebody had broken your house. This is where he broke it from, you know, the physical, and he wanted you to take it into your other side. He wanted you to bring it to supernatural because he. I'm pretty sure he was well aware of your history with seeing spirits because he stopped it right there where you was thinking still it's a regular person in my house let me prepare myself and the moment you go to get up to shut your door he darts up the stairs in no, a manner that you I know can, that you that I knew was is inhuman normal. so was, now you flop actually, back down because you know ain't no person cause actually I'd have felt like it, it would have the way it sounded it would have sounded like two feet were running mm. and it would have sounded so quick that one had to been carrying the other but at the same time you could hear their feet cause that's how quick it was like, just Damn. like that. And you could hear it like that. That was to stop that. And right, and I guarantee you in that moment, if you really think back on it, that's when you knew. Like that shit that's said, when you lay back down and you didn't even I try because said, you knew this was not this something was not, new. This was not normal. And I didn't know what, like, the thing that really caught me was when I went, when I said in my head, let me shut this door. Mm-hmm. Let me try to at least wake these kids up. We got to fight, fight. We got to do something. I was going to throw y'all out that window. <laughs> I was, you didn't have to throw I me. Had, I was going to leave. And just so the listeners know, it was only one floor. I right. We been, it I, the been most like, that would have happened is I would have fell down on myself. You know how you your knees buckle? Yeah. I'd have said, ow. <laughs> I'd have been mad. Uh, but, but you're not throwing me out no window because at that age, I think, what was I? it wouldn't even been no window because it would have been the roof and then you'd have hopped down from that roof. Yeah, but even then, I'm not leaving you in here. <laughs> Man. So it looked like we all gonna pass. And that's what I said. Hey, I was like, fight or flight. Like at right. the end of the day. So I'm, I'm thinking, let me shut it. And then as soon as I said, let me shut it, it wasn't even like the feet was up them stairs. You could hear a sound, and then you could. It was already slid through that door. Like he just. I promise slid you, through the next door. episode the we do, we gonna go. We I'm gonna show you all of these qualities that these that this that the that this certain lower has, and I guarantee you that is who it is. I just I feel it. This thing, like, like you could hear it. It slid, like I said, that sound, and like the way it just, it like, glid through the door. Mm. And you, and you already, I'm already thinking it was just on a crack. Right. 
He didn't even slam it open. No. As a matter of fact, it was on that crack. And that's when the door opened wide. And that's how and you... I was thinking, oh, my God, they're in here. Uh-huh, and as soon late. as I thought they're in here, all I seen was it glide straight up, right right next to me. Right in, it was right into right your next face. To me, right you to are me. bringing tears to my eyes because it's Yo, a traumatic that experience. That fear gives me chills to this day. It's telling strong. That story. I don't care how old this story is. It still gives me chills it's to still this to this day. day can bring tears to my eyes. It was because powerful. Because when she was telling me the story, it was like, well, mm, that didn't happen to me. When you was telling it to me, I felt bad. I wish I was there. That's the kind of thought I had. Like, right. oh, doing mm-hmm. that to my bed, I couldn't protect it. Like, that's right. what I felt, but I didn't see it so... Because even then, and, I, and when you were saying that to me, when you were saying, oh, I wish I had, I would have I stopped it. I felt like, girl, if only you knew, you would know. not have. The both of us would have sat there stunned and he would have sipped from our fear like a fountain of pleasures. <laughs> you understand? <laughs> Did that boost on my Okay. <laughs> Just taking it from us. Because you it's nothing you can give me. Oh, my God. I really would love to hear a story of a person who saw it and did not just sit there in, in humble fear. Yeah, that's what I said. Who you think ever confronted it? Like, get out of my room or like leave me alone. And or to this day, that I'm, that, that fills that fills me with guilt. Also, calling myself like a Christian, telling myself, you know what's crazy? I don't mean to cut you off because you said that yours came, and it was just like bad things happen to bad people, bad little boys. Yeah, bad little bad little kids have bad things happen to them. For real, for real, it was bad little boys have bad things happen to them. But I just thought, now that I'm older and you think about things in your head, that sounded perverted. And if I could have thought that back, that would have wow. been a zinger. So, like, <laughs> Why are you talking to me like that, he didn't, Spectre? What, what was the point? Like, somebody had told me, like, when I had told this story to somebody, mm-hmm. I think they had told me something about... um when something, when you have done something bad or when you feel bad, like in a depressive state uh-huh. or when something... You is, just feel with dread. Yeah. That is another... That caused it to come to. That is another and side effect that of moment, that certain that, lower. It, like, but at that it time... It feeds off that. Jay was in jail... And then I was doing that crazy shit with mm-hmm. the, letting them put the shit in the house. So then it was like, I was feeling guilty the whole time. Like, why am I doing it? This is not how I was raised. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I'm falling into the traps of the ghetto, obviously. Right. You know what I'm saying? What's so happening? I was already in a bad, and then you know, I was, I dealt with my depression. So I was already in a bad place. Yeah. So I think really that's why it came. But what did it, what did it do? Like you just came up there, you terrified me, you stood and there. You got, but you, like when you I got said, out of that situation. When I said my cigarettes, after. that's the only thing you ever did. Like and other than that, you didn't do anything to me but just stand there and, and stare sh- at exactly. me. Exactly. So you didn't honestly harm me. No, because I'm after I seen him and I realized this is what I'm I'm peeking out the covers, mind you. So in a way he wasn't the bad guy because you did you you told me that I should feel guilty because I said some choice things to mom. And just went to bed like it was nothing. And you did fill me with guilt. I didn't apologize because I didn't feel like you hadn't said anything dirty that I hadn't said. <laughs> okay. So what did he do but I felt, like, I felt guilt and I never did that again. From that point on, like, when, I would, when, I, when we would get into it, I would just be condescending. You know, she'd 
don't know much yeah, about like history. Yeah, like, you are still to this day. So like, <laughs> okay, so I'm not about so, to debate. I'm still trying to ask you what was the point it was proven with me because it didn't say it. After we had that confrontation with the cigarettes, we just basically looked at each other and so I just pulled them over and started saying, Jesus, 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 and then you just glared out. So, the, just as quick as you came in, you went out. So, I'm saying... I don't saying, think he was meant to harm you. What was the point That's of what, it? You changed your life, did you not? <laughs> <laughs> That's the point of it. I felt guilt. I didn't talk to her that way anymore. So his point was sometimes teacher. he come in as a teacher. That's it. I'm a te- I'm telling you. I don't know when we going to. I really I really could do it today, and we could just do a totally different episode after we do this one. What? Because I really I really want to read you the characteristics of these of this this certain low in his three different aspects. It's like three different ones, like in one. Mm. He can come any okay. any way any one of these ways. So, so you want to dig more into the shadow man? Yeah, like okay. I'm. T- it's it's a lot, and that's always been my biggest experience. Fuck all the shit that happened to me when I was little. That was great, but you didn't instill in me the fear that that instilled in me. That was in, it, it was an impact. Like it came in like a freight train. Yeah, it did. It was amazing. And I still didn't get a chance to read because you went all off the top. Because she, I think she saw a. A different type. It's the one with the cloak. He can come like that. He can come with a fedora, a top hat, or the hood, like a monk. And if that, that she said a Grim Reaper. Well, that's what she called him now. You want me to keep going? Yeah. So, in 1995, as she said, 20 years ago, because that's how long you've been talking. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> so, 18 years after this... She said, in 1995, 18 years after this happened to me, I brought this subject up once more to to my husband. I wanted to know if he thought I was crazy or just what did he think about it. He ruefully told me that he got that funny look on his face when I told him about it because the Reaper had visited him. And in this same type time frame that it visited me, he told me that it had grabbed him by the ankle on two separate occasions and shook it until he was awake. He said that when he would wake up and look at it, it would disappear. I was shocked. At least it never touched me. <laughs> My husband said he was terrified also, but hold on, I hate when it does that. But what did she say? My husband said, "Oh, okay." My husband said that he was terrified also, but not, but did not tell me about his events because he knew how frightened I was, and he didn't know what to do about it. Mm. That I don't want that type of marriage. Nope. <laughs> that's why that's that's another question you ask on a first date. Do you believe in ghosts? <laughs> that's the, the paranormal psychics. How how far do you really go? You believe in aliens? <laughs> because if you look me back in my face and any of your answers are no, we have no future. <laughs> We could be riding down the road. We see, we clearly both see a UFO. You telling me it's something else? Yeah, don't do that. I don't have time to argue with you. And we're supposed to be in love. <laughs> clearly, we're we're not in love. <laughs> you're not agreeing with me. What are you seeing here? That I'm not. And Just... now I feel like you're an idiot because I see it, and you're <laughs> pretending you don't see it. So why are we even doing this? Let's cut the charade on the first date. Okay, I'm going to read this one. Pumpkins farewell. <laughs> so, you always got to be ignorant. An animal lover all my life, I adopted a lost cat found in a parking lot at work. Aww. Susie lost her eyesight when I had had her about three years, most likely because of malnutrition as a kitten. She loved other animals and a couple of stray cats. 
I fed would visit her. She seemed to stay attuned to her surroundings with another cat around. After the disappearance of the last stray, I brought home a little orange striped bobtail kitten to be her companion. This was Pumpkin. Pumpkin was a charmer. His first task was to de-leaf every house plants I had. Susie gradually accepted him. She was accustomed to more sedate buddies. When he was about six months old, I became aware that he was having bladder spasms. After weeks of observation, the vet suggested I make him a full-time outdoor cat, which I tried, but he still came in and slept at, at night with Susie and me, curling up on his towel at the foot of the bed. Pumpkin could jump straight up about three feet and did often when trying to catch a butterfly or some other critter. He frequently caught lizards and even brought a garter snake inside once. Don't bring no snakes in my house. One day I found him sitting on the edge of the, my neighbor's fish pool, his fur glistening in the sun, <laughs> not trying to snag a go not trying to snag a goldfish as a cues, but admiring himself. Pumpkin enjoyed being alive. When he was three years old he developed bowel problems. Pumpkin had a hard life. <laughs> bit like <laughs> yes like <laughs> and would become blocked along with the vet's help and instructions from a friend whose cat has similar problems i learned how to give him enemas oh, he would purr and purr knowing i was giving him the relief he needed i'm sorry uh, you go ahead <laughs> you go ahead to do something with this story cuz you and the listeners know i'm about to say something that's how they're super part. perverted. When you sticking what the fuck up you that doing? You just playing around with that cat and he enjoying it. No. You, I can't give you no relief. No, I'm that's sorry. Not what she said. I'll Don't give you to the vet you. and let them do it. That don't even sound right. I wish you would sit near me and purr and purr while I'm doing it. I'm going to say, what you getting off? <laughs> right, you got to go. So, knowing I was giving him the relief he needed, in the next year his blockages became more and more frequent. Mm. The vet suggested I put him down. I could not do it. When he was well, when... When he was well, he was so fine. He had such a beautiful little soul, and he was young. I just could not bring myself to give him up. At Christmas time three years ago, my extended family and I went on a ski trip. I had made arrangements for a friend to look in on the cats each day, but the day before we left Pumpkin experienced another blockage. I left him with the vet. On the third night we were in Utah, I woke up to find Pumpkin sitting on my chest like he did when he wanted out. The little cat stared directly into my eyes with his beautiful round ones, and then he was gone. When I returned home, I did not call to pick up my cat until the afternoon of the first day home. I knew Pumpkin had died because he came to say goodbye. That's oh. powerful. Kitty oh. never came to say goodbye to me. That means she didn't love me? No, because she didn't die. What do you mean? She did eventually die, and she never returned to How me. How do you know that? Come on now, you know damn well that cat ain't still living. You don't know Premier that. Premier nine years old. I don't mean that. What you mean? And she's seen... a street cat. Yeah, she been held alone. She been. Come on now, this is just don't. She could be alive. You right. right. I love that cat. You know I love her. <laughs> I want my fucking cat. <laughs> Yo, every time I think about it, you brought that fucking man into my life, bro, and he <laughs> lost my cat. <laughs> Why would you do? Oh my God! Like, can we? Y'all don't understand. She was my friend. <laughs> okay, I listen. loved her. Okay, I'm so sorry. Okay, but he killed mine, so it was a horrible accident. 
No, he even in the Bible, that lady, even in the it was my beautiful tiger. Even in the Bible, that lady rolled over on her baby. That's her. You okay. didn't roll. Nobody told you to. And then you, you heard his oh. brother cry. Matter of fact, you heard Kitty crying out. Don't she could mad. never compare to Kitty. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. Okay, can we get back? Thank you. Don't forget to pray. So I will try to be specific as I can. I was 13 years old. A friend had gotten me interested in the occult. I was reading about astrology at the time and had just talked to a psychic about what. Okay. A psychic about what she did and how she became involved with her profession. She had grabbed my hand rather suddenly and said, you have been marked. Be careful about what you wish for. Don't forget to pray. I remember her words because I wrote it down in my diary. Plus, it scared the hell out of me. That evening, I went to bed feeling pretty good about things, having pushed the incident into the back of my mind, thinking that it had just been a joke. But I couldn't get the feeling that she had been just a little too earnest about it to be a joke. I said my prayers and went to bed. Just a little note, I had a bed in my mother's room since this was a brand new house with only two bedrooms and my brother had the other one. So she's sleeping in the room with her mom. At the end of the day, oh, Heavenly Father, stop me from praying and wishing for everything. <laughs> because I don't know what that lady meant. But she told me to pray, and here I find myself. She also said, be careful what I wish for. Make me careful, oh, God. That's what you're going to be praying? Yeah. Uh, when people <laughs> approach you on the street like that and just say stuff, mm-hmm. you pose to listen. <laughs> That's real. Everybody don't be crazy. Okay. Like, unless you walk up to me stumbling like a wino. Mm-hmm. And I've seen people do that because I told you about that story. But that wasn't about a ghost. Right. She just walked up to me. Drunk as day, I could smell the distillery in her brow. <laughs> like, it was right in her mouth. Mm. And she was stumbling over to meet her friends. And just like that, as soon as she got next to me, she was clean and sober. But I could still smell the brewery in her mouth. and she told me her little prophecy or whatever it was Mm -hmm. her warning and then she dropped right back into a a drunken stupor and stumbled into the building like she didn't even know who I was Mm. walked right by me like she hadn't even been talking to me didn't say good day or nothing she just said what she had to say. How like something took hold of her. Like yeah, her this, uh, so, like on the Poltergeist when remember when her mom when her mom had died and the lady was the um, waitress. They was they yeah, were, and she came right up next to her. It was like that. She just spoke through her. Mm, that's crazy. So I don't know what you mean. So so we're we going is fifty three minutes. It don't in. matter. You can still finish. Don't mean you can't finish. It, I think you better hurry. So okay, okay, but. You the one interrupted me, so... I thought that story was done. No, just, no, that was a side note that she lived in the room with her... I mean, she stayed in the room with her mom. That was a side note. I woke from a deep sleep, and I couldn't seem to move anything but my eyes. Beside me was a hazy silver man. Uh. Well, part of a man, for for what I could only see the top half of his body. He reached out his hand to me, gesturing for me to follow him. Something inside me rebelled at the thought of following that figure... But against my will, I felt myself lifting from the from my body. I tried to scream, but couldn't move my mouth. I silently shouted, "No, I'm not going to the man." He nearly he merely grinned 
and the grin transformed his face into a face that reminded me of a monkey's face. Mm. I drew back slightly. I was amazed that I could control myself that much and tried even harder to draw away with what I considered considerable effort. I tried again to scream, and I actually did. My mother sat straight up and rushed to my side. The man shivered as I said a quick prayer and disappeared. Mm. He like, sh- like you know that shivering yeah. do? Mm. That's no, I powerful. Got some more. I got some more. So this is Okinawa. Okay. To give you a little more information, I arrived in Okinawa in January of 1991 as the new guy. I had I had to my time with the worst job. Mm, I'm just going to skip that. I had worked the flight line post many times in the... This person, woo. And the, fifth, and the first time I had seen anything was about September, if I remember right. I was walking down the north end of the fl- flight line when I heard two voices arguing. I was too far away to tell about what was what was being said. I ran around the corner of the last hangar to stop the problem. As soon as I turned the corner, the yelling stopped and there wasn't anyone there. The next time I had an incident oh my goodness, was several months later, once again, as a flight line... Here you go. I can't. (laughs) And you know I will not. I don't tolerate that. As a writer? Yes. Okay. I observed what I believed to be a pilot run from one of the hangars and into the rear of a C-130 airplane. When my partner and myself arrived at the aircraft, the rear door was down, but no one was inside. At first, we thought it was our imagination being about two or three in, two or three in the morning, and just ignored it. Other Marines who had been assigned to work on the flight line have told me that they have heard people talking, moving things around, and different things inside the hangar. After a while, three years of working there, I began to tell my Marines that they won't bother you. Don't tell me that. I quit. I mean, even if I can't quit, I'm going to do something to get dishonorably discharged. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not doing it. You hear me? Yeah. I'm going to be dishonorably discharged, okay? That's what we're going to do. So, we really don't have too much time. We don't have any left, really. So, like I said, we're going to dig deeper into the Top Hat Man. On the next episode. Okay. So, as for now, it's been real. It's been real, guys. Hope you, guys you enjoyed the show. You've been awesome listeners. <laughs> <laughs> they have been, haven't they? Um, thanks sure, for listening. Make sure you leave your, your messages, your stories. I grow weary. Hit my messenger of up. Of you saying that. Because I want them to know that they can leave their messages in my email, their ghost stories, or even stories that they have heard in my email at tikiwoodard88 at gmail.com. Until next time. Leave yours. This is... Leave yours. Leave yours. I don't check my email, so what would be the point? No, I don't. Yes, you do. I put it on my life that I don't. That's sad because you told me that how you know about when you be putting stuff on the phone and then you be going back I check, to it. I check because I know where my email at, but 
I don't have it set up to where I can just ping and I know I got a message. I have to, it'd be two months before I see that message. Well, that's life. Anyway, listeners. Thanks, guys, for listening. No, like I said, they can hit me at TikiWoodard88 at gmail.com or TikiWoodard on Messenger. Thank you. Thanks, guys. You act like you don't even This is Walter. Oh, boy. You something And this is True Ghost Stories. By real people. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs>